Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply it to modern day life. Miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means. But in the faith world, we attribute these to God. Today, we are covering the miracle of healing a man possessed by a lesion of demons. I will be reading from Luke 8, verses 26 to 39. It will be the ESV version, but please feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite from Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time, he had worn no clothes. And he had not lived in a house, but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demons into the desert. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him and they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, first of all, this miracle, which is a little different from the other, right? Where Jesus is, is healing this possessed man. It, I think that the fact that this man, first of all, was not clothed and that he asked Jesus not to torment him. I find that pretty interesting, right? Because he actually went to Jesus and he he proclaimed that he was that he was possessed and the way jesus spoke that demon out of him and cast it almost to the swine i guess that's where that comes from right and that and and that um 
the evil went into the pigs and the pigs actually ran away down the steep hill and drowned themselves. It goes to show how much evil had been overcome just by Jesus's word, just by him proclaiming that. And I think this miracle shows that power of God. Yeah, I mean, it definitely shows the authority that Jesus has because these demons recognized him immediately. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the the demon possessed, he this man was possessed by demons. Right. So much so that when Jesus asked their his name their names, he said they said Legion. Right. Because there was probably too many, too many that were in this man. <laughs> right. Which I mean, this man must have been tormented. He couldn't live in society. He had to live in the graveyard. He had no clothes on. Mm -hmm. He was incoherent. Uh, this man was really tormenting. But they recognized Jesus's authority right away, just as the others, other demons that uh, Jesus had exercised from other people mm -hmm. had recognized who Jesus was. And, you know, what's different is that in Luke, it doesn't it doesn't have this extra bit that Matthew has. Matthew gives a summary, but in Matthew 8, 29, the legion says, and behold, they cry out, what have you to do with us, O son of God? Have you come here to torment us before our time? Which is an interesting thing to say, right? Just like before, they acknowledge that he is the son of God. They acknowledge that he has power over them. And, 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 you know, they they expect that he superior to them can destroy them. Correct. And so they're like, have you come to tor um, torment us before our time? Meaning that they also know that there's an appointed time. I think this is, even though Jesus has healed demon possessed people before, I think this conversation shows a real line of the spiritual and physical, mm, it, like you know, point. Jesus works in the spiritual aspect, but he's also in the Doing physical in the realm. Physical. And he's okay. this legion, right? Like they cannot operate above, amongst themselves. They're not walking around as spirits. They have to possess something to right. be in this, this, this realm. And in the spiritual realm, they already know the hierarchy. They know Jesus is higher than him. They know that there's going to be an appointed time. They even mark about the abyss. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the abyss? Like, they're afraid of Jesus. Yes. yes. So real recognizes the power. I was going right. to say, I love that, right? I love the fact that you say that they recognize the power because it makes you think of when someone of great stature walks into a room, right? The boss, the CEO, it gets mum. Everybody's like, he's here or she's here, right? It's like when you are great, you don't have to say much. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like even the demons, they recognize the greatness and they're actually admitting. They're not saying that we're equal. They're not saying that we will win souls. We're saying, they're saying that we recognize who you are. Why do you want to torment us? All we want to do is just be here and create evil. All you want to do is be here and do what we set out to do. But you're here to torment us because we know that you have the power to afflict or to, to discard of us. And I think that is where it shows that God reigns in a sense because anybody below, Jesus had power and authority over everything. So even they recognize that greatness. And in just them admitting that, why wouldn't you, you know, um, um, why wouldn't you, I guess, give your life, I would say, 
right? Give your life to God, give your life, because you, even they are recognizing the greatness. So wouldn't you want to be on the side of greatness or would you want to be on the side of, of, of these demons? It just almost does not make sense because the word is physically saying that. They're teaching us, they're giving it to us, they're giving us these answers. Why do the opposite? So this is what I like about this particular miracle. You know, even if the the people in the physical realm can't recognize Jesus, the spiritual realm mm. does. And they do it in front of others. Right. They acknowledge his authority. Like you said, like, why be on the losing side? They already know they're on the losing side. It's just a matter of time. They said, before, have you come destroy us before right. our time right <laughs> they know there's there's only a matter of time where you know good will overtake evil right. Right. and they already they're already acknowledging that there is a higher power out there than them a higher source and it's in contrast to the last the last um demon possessed uh a uh, uh, miracle that we talked about mm -hmm. where the pharisees were accusing jesus of coming in satan's name right. and here they already know. They already know. <laughs> they, are, right? they call him son of God. <laughs> right. And right. so it's so interesting here because in the spiritual realm, that authorities reign. Like you said, it's time. recognized when you enter the room. When he stepped foot, they knew. Right. But here in the physical, people couldn't recognize. They could not recognize. They, they, could they not were blinded see. almost. Like, yes. Right? Yes. Right. Right. That's how Satan works. He doesn't want you to, to see, see Jesus in his, who Jesus is, how he operates, who he, his end identity was concealed. And like in contrast to all the other times where he says, don't tell anybody here, he specifically he, says, go, go and tell. Yes. You know, I love the fact that you said the go and tell and this idea of blinders, because it takes me back to, you know, Satan doesn't, they, you know, want you to see, because once you see, then you recognize, right? It's, it's almost like that idea of the innocence of Adam and Eve, right? Their innocence, like they didn't see that they were naked, but the minute they sinned, right? All of a sudden their eyes were open. They were able to see, wait, there's something wrong. I'm embarrassed. God, no, please don't come out here. We are behind these bushes with the hiding, you know, using a loincloth or whatever the case might be, right? It's like, it's like they, they understood in the spiritual realm where they knew their lane. Let me put it that way. They knew their line, their lane. But in the physical world, human beings, they just can't recognize it. They refuse to believe it because we continue to have our blinders on. And this is the reason why the Holy Spirit is so important, because that's the one that allows us to 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 walk in that spiritual realm and have that confidence in knowing that once we have accepted you know, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we too are powerful and are free in that respect in knowing that we are covered by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And I think this word tells you that. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's in no uncertain terms, should we ever diminish the ability of Satan to, to put that blinders mm. on us mm. so that we can't be free. Right. He wants us to be slaves of sin. He yes. wants us to not recognize Jesus's authority. Mm. Like remember last time he said, you can say what you want about uh, the son of man but don't talk about the no, spirit yes right like don't talk about the spirit of god and so it's kind of like when the devil plays tricks on you he's he's really working doing a number. he's working <laughs> he you know like he says before our time so imagine there's a time where evil is just going to be doing right. their own thing they're like trying to take away as many souls as possible trying to condemn as many humans as possible with them 
we don't want that. We want the opposite. We want right. to recognize Jesus, who Jesus is. Right. We want to see his authority. We want to know when he steps into the room. We want to recognize the Holy Spirit. We want to activate the Holy Spirit at all times. Right. And I just, you know, here, when Jesus tells this man to go and tell uh, um, tell the, his people, there's another aspect because the towns that this man came from were primarily Gentile. Mm. So, you know, there there's a certain thought about Jesus spreading that message to Gentiles to tell all the things that God has done. We know he came here when Jesus chose the the the, the people of Israel as his people. Mm -hmm. It was to spread the message. And this is who Jesus was coming to redeem. Right. This is who he was talking to. But it didn't mean that it was limited to them. To just them, right. He was on a specific mission and he had a specific task. And he had to preach the message to the specific towns of the people of Israel. But it didn't mean that he couldn't extend that to the Gentiles. It just wasn't the right time. Right. So he tells this man, go and tell your people all what God has done. So they can recognize who Jesus right. is. Right. So they can recognize his authority, his power, his superiority. I mean, there is no one above God. No one. There is no one like Jesus. And when that Holy Spirit activates, we should always be calling on the Holy Spirit. I think this is what I'm learning right. from this. Always call on the Holy Spirit because you want the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. You don't want no demons to dwell in you. Right, right. You got to be careful about what spirits you're entertaining in your life. What are you opening the door to? Right. Make sure when you're opening the door, it's only to the Holy only Spirit. Only to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, there's parts of the Bible and mostly in the Old Testament mm -hmm. that tells you you don't you don't go to like diviners or seers or all right. these all these people because you're opening the door to other spirits right like you don't know who they're talking to and and we don't get too much into it but there's a real spiritual plane and we can't like honestly i don't want to mess with it yes if it's not the holy spirit i don't I care don't want, right? <laughs> like i'm not i'm not talking about it i'm not messing i don't right. want anything to do with it because i'm not trying to open the door i'm not trying to create a foothold of satan so i can be tormented right. imagine all the things that we're tormented by oh in this gosh. life insecurity right. uh um, envy lust like envy lust right. all the things that are the tricks that our mind plays Please. on us those right. are spirits that are not fruits of the spirit because they they're contradictory to what god provides that good fruit so here we're seeing like the the bad fruit and what do these people do in return they fear him yes just like the pharisees said that he's from satan here these the people who witnessed this they see fear it, him and, and asked him to leave right. right they didn't they didn't know what to do with this right, right? it's too much for them right. and they their minds couldn't comprehend right. what was happening. And maybe they didn't have like the word that someone was coming to free them. So mm -hmm. they couldn't even like imagine yeah, it. Right. But they knew this man was demon possessed. And here comes a man who cast them out into pigs who go and drown. Imagine a sight like that. I mean, Ima in 2022, right. imagine if you saw that. Wouldn't you run? In fact, there was something that I saw recently on the news where Cows have been going in a circle in a field for like several days and can't explain it. This reminds me of that because even to, in, if it happened today, you, first of all, people would be like, something, something is going on. Like the, the, the sky is about to fall. Hell is about to like, like what, what is happening? Because you can't even fathom that. And the fact that these, these pigs were demon possessed to the point, point that they ran down a steep hill and actually drowned themselves in the sea. It's like saying they can't even um, be okay with being who they are. So they actually are killing themselves off. So 
I think that this particular miracle, what makes it so also so wonderful is that when this man was healed, he was also clothed, fully clothed now, right? In his right mind at the foot of Jesus, like bowing and saying that he is not worthy. And the fact that he, Jesus graced him with this ability to actually be back in his right mind and not be tormented by these de demons. People are here to see that. And what I'm finding interesting is that as these miracles are going along, Jesus is starting to say, you know what, go out and say something. Because before it was just about the action. Don't speak of this. You just continue to pray. You continue to pray to my father. But now he's like, go tell your people, let them see. And I think it's also because the time is also getting closer to what his mission also was. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, and it's, I mean, it's Jesus, it's JC, you know, the people asked him to leave. So he probably knew like these people are not going to welcome me. I can't, I can't preach the right, message. Right. So, you know, go and show what God has done for you because right. maybe my, the time for my message for your people is not now. Right. We right. know this is the time of the Gentiles. Yes. For sure. People right. are converting. People are becoming Christian. We know this is the, the period of the Gentiles mm -hmm. because these are the ones who are followers of Christ. And if nothing else, don't mess with the spiritual world. Right. Like, don't Again, mess it goes with the back spiritual to the world. <laughs> right. Like you said, the, the, the pigs couldn't contain legion. That's mm -hmm. why they went and drowned them. So they were so mad. So mad. This man, you know, he couldn't keep himself clothed. But the pigs had to drown themselves. This man didn't drown himself. He just lived in the tombs because right. he couldn't be amongst people. This is how the spirit of Satan destroys your life. Right. Imagine yourself isolating, being angry, being violent. That is, when people say the devil made me do it, you want to say, oh, that's a crutch, that's a crutch, no, that's a crutch. Real. But you know what? That is a spirit you allowed into your life that you nurtured and you fostered. That anger, that violence right. is something that you're nurturing when you're constantly feeding into it. Right. If anything else, considering the last miracle we talked about and this, this one, right. what I know for certain is that any bad spirit, I don't want to foster. I don't want it to foster and nurture it. I don't want it to come into my life and take hold or grow. I want to get rid of it. And so, you know, I'm trying to make a pledge to myself to recognize mm -hmm. when there's something that's not of the oh, fruit God. of the spirit Correct. and I want to get rid of it. I need to actively Activate. work yes. on it and I need to actively say to myself, this is not of God. I must not it. I must not continue to give it a home here to breathe because contempt breeds violence. Yes. You know, when you're angry all the time, you, your words become violent. And I, you know, there was a time where I was angry mm -hmm. and I was like so verbally angry that the, the vitriol that would come from my mouth and I would almost black out and I, I would like, who is that? Right. You don't even feel like the same person. Yeah. You're like, who was that? Demon possessed. <laughs> Demon possessed. Right. Legion took over. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I rebuke that in the name, in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. I rebuke any negative yeah. words speak, spoken upon yeah. my life, upon your life. The Holy Spirit will take foothold into your life right now. Amen. He will transform. The Holy Spirit will he transform will your me. life and clean <laughs> you. Will yes. com consider you clean. You know, recognize Jesus. Recognize his authority. And really really recognize whenever there's a negative fruit in your in life, life. Yes. let that fall off your tree and die and produce good fruit yes. continue to show the world that you're good no matter how bad 
things are. I think just as badness is contagious, goodness is goodness contagious. Is contagious too. Yes, you I know, like don't 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 meet hate hate with hate. Correct. Meet Correct. hate with love. Yes. yes. Be compassionate. Amen. Amen. Spread the message of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This was, uh, you I, know, I this is it. so interesting. I, I feel like there's so much, so much more, more. <laughs> to, to talk about with yes. this because, honestly, this is opening. We did the the um, the power of parables and we did spiritual warfare. Correct. And there's so much more that we're really, we're, we're, uncovering. we're right. uncovering. We haven't even really, really cracked Yeah, this is the just the surface. surface. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, thank you for tuning in yes. to our podcast. We got more to talk about on the, on the live. live. Stay tuned for announcements and prayers. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss the Jesus miracle of healing the man possessed by a legion of demons found in Luke 8, 26 to 39. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we continue to discuss the miracles performed by Jesus Christ. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, December 14th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. So follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in number. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Father, Lord, God, we lift your name on high. We magnify you. We give you all the honor and praise. We thank you for your graciousness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your miracles. We thank you for the miracle of Jesus Christ, whose blood was shed for our redemption, our salvation, and our reconciliation with you. Father, Lord God, we know that we must activate the Holy Spirit. We know that the Holy Spirit must dwell in us so that we can be true followers of Christ, close to you and walking with you and walking the walk and the talk, talking the talk. Father, John 14, 26 says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom my father will send in my name, he will teach you all the things and bring you, bring your remembrance and all that I have said to you. Father, we pray that you allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in us so that we can have knowledge of your word continually. John 14, 15 to 17, 15 to 17 says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the word cannot cannot receive because it the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Father God, 
We know that there are things that are seen and unseen in this world. We thank you that you have control over what is seen and unseen. We thank you for your intervention in the physical and spiritual realm. We ask that the Holy Spirit dwell in us, that it gives us eyes and visions of truth so that we too may be able to see the seen and unseen things in the world so that we may stay out of danger and only follow the good things and the goodness of your and your mercy will follow us in return. First Corinthians 6 19 says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? whom you've had from God, not your own. We thank God that this is a vessel. Our bodies are a vessel for the Holy Spirit to dwell so that we may bring forth good spirits of the fruit, good spirits such as spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, says Galatians 5, 23. Isaiah 11, 2 also says that the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a spirit that's filled with wisdom and understanding, a spirit that heals us, a spirit of counsel, a spirit of might. Oh, Father God, allow these things to dwell in us. Allow these things. Allow there to be no foothold for any evil spirits in our life. We don't want anything except the Holy Spirit. If it is not of you, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We only open the door for the goodness and mercy of God through the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.26 says the, the, the Spirit will help us in our weakness. For we, do, for we don't even need to know what to pray for because the spirit himself will intercede with our groanings too deep for words. We thank you for our Holy Spirit that understands what dwells in us. So even if we don't have the words, when we cry out to you, our grumblings are understood that you know what dwells in our hearts and our minds. Hallelujah, Father God. And finally, Father, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We thank you, God, for freedom. We thank you for all these things we prayed for. We activate the Holy Spirit in our lives daily so that we may be free of falsehoods and negativity and evil, that we may dwell in, in wisdom and truth that we may have goodness and faithfulness, that we may be healed, oh Father God, that we may be covered in our comings and going. We invite the Holy Spirit into our lives right now, Father God. We act this, activate the Holy Spirit to help translate our cries and, and, and our thoughts and our hearts' desires to you, oh Lord, so that you can intercede for us and intervene in our life, both the physical and spiritual realm, that you are not bound by anything, not space, matter, or time, that you are ruler over all. We glorify you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Matthew 18, 19 says, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it shall be done in, by our Father in heaven. So we come into agreement with this prayer when we say amen, amen, and amen. Thank you all for tuning into our podcast today. We love you and we have a blessed week. Until next time. Bye.